0: What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know your need? What if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? Anger when we cannot feel unique. We doubt your goodness and we doubt your love as if every promise. What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know your need? What if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? us when darkness seems so when we know the pain reminds this heart that this is not this is not our healing comes through tears and what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near what if my greatest disappointment or the aching of this life is the revealing of a greater thirst this world What if trials of this life, the rain, the storms, the hardest nights, are your mercies in disguise?
1: Wasn't that a beautiful song? She sings it so well, too. Just think if those trials are really God's mercies in disguise. That is so true. Joseph felt that way when he spoke about it with his brothers. He said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And all the hard things that we go through, God uses them for the good. And even though we may not choose to go through some of those difficulties. They're always good for us and for our growth and for the edification of others. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Father, we pray that you will take over this morning, that you will speak to our hearts through your word as only you can do. You know what's in everyone's hearts today. You know the needs. You know the problems, the difficulties, the trials, the afflictions, the pain, the suffering that may be going on. We see it on our prayer list on how many needs we have. And we need you desperately, Lord, every day, every hour, every minute. And we just pray now, Lord, that you will speak to us and encourage us and challenge us. And we pray that you'll hide me behind the cross. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I'd like to begin by telling you a story of a king who placed a heavy stone in the middle of the road and then hid and watched to see who would remove it. Men of various different classes came by and worked their way around it, some even loudly complaining about how the king should keep the roads more clear. Finally, there was a poor peasant farmer that came by to town to sell his vegetables. He contemplated the stone then laid down his load and rolled the stone into the gutter. Then turning around, he saw a purse on the ground with a note in it, and inside the purse were gold pieces, and the note was from the king, and the king had said that whoever would remove the stone would receive these riches. So many times in our lives we face obstacles. We face things in our way, things that hinder us in our spiritual lives and affect us in many different ways. And yet God can bring a blessing from it. Here was this poor man just walking along the road and he was was doing something that he knew to be right to move that stone out of the way because it was right in the middle of the road where people were traveling. And so too, God allows obstacles to come into our life to test our faith to test our resolve, to test our commitment to keep going even when things are difficult. I know from my own experience that the flesh always wants to give up. It always wants to quit. It wants to take the easy way out. Like so many of these people that walked down the road, they walked around it, they took the easy way around. They didn't want to deal with it. It's hard to deal with our obstacles, isn't it? Some of them are very painful obstacles that we face. But God gives us the victory. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. The title of our message today is Overcoming Our Obstacles. An obstacle can be defined as this. Anything that gets in the way or hinders impediment, obstruction, hindrance. Obstacles can be people. Or they can be things. They can be spiritual things. They can be physical things. They can be emotional or mental. Sometimes we can have obstacles that are financial or material as well. But God wants us to face the obstacle and win the victory through His power and through His strength. Our text today is from David's words in Psalm 18, verse 29. Psalm 18 and verse 29. This is a beautiful verse in a beautiful psalm that says this. Here David writing, New King James Version, For by you, and the you is capitalized, whenever you see that, that's, he's talking about the Lord. He says, For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. You know, God doesn't want us to go around it. He wants us to go over it. He wants us to go through these obstacles. You've probably seen the military and what they go through sometimes on these obstacle courses, and they make it especially difficult for the soldiers to navigate those courses. They put things in the way. They have to climb up things. They have to climb over things. They have to go through water and all kinds of things, and then at the end, they come through it. Even the fire department, right, Mike? They have an obstacle course, and they put them through it, and they time it, and they they have to pass it to get a job. If they don't pass it, they're not in, right? They have to pass the obstacle course to get in. And we as Christians have to pass the obstacles that we go through. And the three things that we're going to look at today, the three type of obstacles are overcoming spiritual obstacles, number one. Number two, overcoming physical obstacles. And number three, overcoming emotional and mental obstacles. You know, obstacles come in many different forms. They come in many different sizes and shapes and colors. But there are always difficulties. There are always things that are in our way that block us from progress. And the Lord wants us to deal with it. The Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20 had come down from the mountain where Peter and James and John were when they were up there for the Mount of Transfiguration. They came down and they found that the disciples had not been able to cast out the the demon from this child and they were very upset, everybody was complaining and the disciples wondered, well, why, Lord, could we not cast this out? What's wrong here? What, What did we do wrong? And Jesus said these words, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, which we know is the smallest, tiniest little seed, if you have the faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Are you facing some mountains this morning? They may be difficult. They may look like they're too tall to get over the top of it. But God is good, and He is faithful, and He is powerful. And we know that we as Christians all have three enemies. We have the world, the flesh, and the devil, and we have to overcome these three enemies because they're out to do us wrong and harm us. But God gives us the victory. In the book of Zechariah, The Lord's message was to Zerubbabel and it was in chapter 4 and verse 6 where it says, So he answered and said to me, this is the word to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power but by my spirit, says the Lord. The only way you and I can overcome our obstacles is through the power of God. Through faith in him, trusting in him. Because any other way, if we try to do it in our own strength, we're not going to be able to move it. We can't move that mountain. We can't move that huge stone out of the road. We can't do anything like that. And when the Israelites were in captivity in Babylon, they were there for how long? Seventy years. And I'm sure the Israelites would say, Seventy long years. But for those faithful Jews who wanted to go back to the promised land, back to the land of Canaan, back to the land of Israel, they willingly went back. And when they went back, was everything smooth and everything going fine? And did they welcome them back and just say, yeah, great, you guys are back. You can, we'll help you and we'll, we'll be, help you rebuild the walls and, of Jerusalem and help you rebuild the temple. We're here for you. No. In fact, they faced more opposition than anything else. They even had to stop the work for a time. But God was faithful. And he brought about his will because years before he had anointed a king named Cyrus to make a decree that the Jews were to go back and rebuild the temple and rebuild their city. And so when that was made known to the rulers at that time, they allowed them to do it. God gave them the victory. They rebuilt the walls. They rebuilt the temple because of God and his power. I love that verse from Isaiah 54, 17 that says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's what it says. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. So the key to our overcoming our obstacles is in our perspective When we look at that obstacle, instead of seeing it as an obstacle, we should see it what? As an opportunity. Because God has given us an opportunity to overcome it. Steph Curry, who is one of the greatest shooters basketball has ever known, maybe the best jump shooter ever in the history of the game, He he was quoted by saying, unless we fall, we would never know how we would have the strength to get up. And that is so true. One night this week, Steph Curry scored seven points in the game. He had like maybe one 3 pointer or something like that. Seven points. That's all he got in the whole game. The next game, he went off and started making three-pointers and shots and scoring. And that's the way scorers are in basketball. And that's how we have to uh, uh, approach our obstacles is we have to see what God's going to do with that in our lives and how he's going to use it for the good. I love that story of the prophet Elisha, who took over from the prophet Elijah, and God gave him a double portion of Elijah's spirit because he prayed for that, and he got it. And one day in his ministry, he was telling the secrets of the king of Syria that he spoke in his bedroom, that nobody heard but the king himself and in his own mind. He was telling those secrets to the king of Israel. So every time the Syrians would come to fight the Israelites, the Israelites already knew what they were going to do, and they had it all, they weren't there, and they would defeat them every time. So the king of Syria was so angry, and he was angry with his cabinet, with his administration, with those around. He said, who among you is disloyal that is telling our plans and secrets to the Israelites? And then one of the men, and it was from God, you can tell, He said, O king, none of us are disloyal. We're all true to you. This is the work of Elisha the prophet. And he is speaking the words that you speak in your bedroom. He's giving it to the the king of Israel. And he got so angry. He said, we're going to go and we're going to get this Elisha once and for all. We're going to capture him. We're going to kill him. And we're going to end all these, these things that he's doing. So they got all their chariots, all their horses, all their men, all their weapons, and they surrounded the city where Elisha was. And he looked and he saw all these people coming against him from the Syrians, and it looked that. But Elisha was unfazed. He was unfazed by it because he had faith in the Lord, but his servant, on the other hand, was literally scared to death because he saw all these forces coming. And so Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And he opened his eyes, and he saw in the background there chariots of fire and all kinds of horses. And the Lord says, open his eyes, and he saw it. And then Elisha prayed, Lord, strike these people with blindness. It's kind of a funny story when you think about it, because we've mentioned it before, because... All of a sudden, these people are blind and they're looking. We're here to find Elisha. We're here to find the prophet Elijah. Where is he? Oh, he's not here. Let me help you find him. So Elisha leads them by the hand. They're all blind. All blind with their horses and everything. He leads them there. And where do they end up? Right in the city of Samaria, which is the king's capital there. And so the king of Israel, of course, at that time, wanted to kill them all. But he says, nope, that's not God's will for you to kill. Would you kill your enemies you capture on the battlefield? No, they're they're captured. And so he said, well, what do you want me to do? He says, I want you to treat them well, give them a banquet, give them the best food you have, treat them really well, and then release them. Well, it didn't make sense to the king, but he did that. And it says, never again did the Syrian army ever come into Israel again, because God was in it and it's, it, it's got some humor to it, but it's also a very serious thing that God can take those obstacles and he can turn them into good things for us. You know, you can either be over, you can either overcome your obstacle or your obstacle will overcome you. Isn't that true? Either you overcome your obstacle or your obstacle will overcome you. David faced an obstacle that was nine feet tall, and, and you know who I'm talking about? He faced Goliath. And nobody gave David a chance. Never. And so when he came to fight against the Goliath, the giant, he said to the Philistine, you, in, seven, in uh, 1 Samuel 17.45, he said these words to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defied. He saw Goliath, but he, and he was an obstacle, a big obstacle, nine feet tall, with a huge, powerful frame, armor on and everything. And David came up with him against him with a slingshot and a stone. And all he needed was one stone with that slingshot. He pulled it back, and let it go, and it went right into his temple, and down went the giant. He killed the giant with the sword and won the victory. Yes, Goliath was a big obstacle, but God brought him down. They always say the bigger they are, the harder they fall, and that was true of Goliath. 1 John 5.4 is so encouraging, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith is what overcomes these obstacles. So there are spiritual obstacles. Have you ever noticed when you sit down to pray, something happens, the telephone rings, some interruption happens? Always. That's an obstacle we have to overcome. Or if we sit down to have our devotion in the morning, and all of a sudden, some catastrophe happens, some difficulty. But whatever that obstacle is, God wants us to overcome it and gain the victory. Secondly, there are physical obstacles that we have to go through as well. And when I think about physical obstacles, I think of pain. And I know there are many in this audience today are going through chronic pain. Not just temporary pain, not just pain that lasts for a few days or weeks, maybe even months, but maybe your whole life, you have pain every day. And pain, what it does is it wears on you. It wears you down. It erodes your resolve, and that's a big obstacle that we have to overcome. Remember when Job went through that painful situation where he went through all these different trials, one of the things that he experienced in his body was boils, it says, from the sole of his foot all the way to the crown of his head. Can you imagine having your body full of boils? And they weren't just like little dots or things like that. They were boils. They were painful and they hurt. And so to scrape himself, he would take this pot sheared and he would scrape himself because it was so painful. And yet, he had to overcome those obstacles. Paul in his flesh had what he called a thorn in the flesh. We don't know exactly what it was, but most likely he had an eye problem. And if you've ever had any problems with your eyes, you know how difficult that can be. It can affect your vision. It can hurt. You may have to have surgery and all kinds of things. And Paul went through that and he prayed three times, Lord, take away this difficulty, this adversity, this this pain, Lord. And three times, the Lord answered him, what? My grace is sufficient for you. And he says that to us as we face our obstacles in life. My grace is sufficient for you. I'll get you through it. There's a wonderful story told about an artist who lost the use of his right hand when he was working on a a sculpture. And so he couldn't use his right hand anymore. So instead of giving up, he started training himself to do it left-handed. And so he worked on the sculpture, and at the end, he accomplished this magnificent masterpiece, and it was entitled, In Spite Of. In Spite Of. So many times, what we do for the Lord is in spite of. In spite of our pain, in spite of our difficulties, in spite of our losses, he gives us the grace, and it's a beautiful thing when we think about it. God helps us to overcome our physical challenges. When I think of a person who overcame a Christian lady, her name is Johnny Erickson, or Johnny Erickson Tata. And she one day was swimming, and she dived into the water, right? And she hit her head. And from that moment on, she became a paraplegic. Now, a paraplegic means she has use of about, right about here. Everything else, she can't move. It's paralyzed. A lot of people would give up. A lot of people would throw in the towel. They'd say, I can't do anything. I can't be useful to God. I can't even move my hands. I can't move my arms. I can't walk. I can't do anything. But she didn't. She learned to take the pen in her mouth and write and draw beautiful things and write beautiful things. She wrote devotional books. She gave inspiring talks to people going through hard times. She blessed so many people because she overcame her obstacle. She didn't let the obstacle overcome her. The same is true of that dear, sweet saint, and I can't wait to meet her in heaven, Fanny Crosby. I mean, she was born with blindness, and yet she didn't let that stop her. She wrote some of the most glorious, wonderful hymns And it was just amazing. She didn't write the music for them, but she wrote the words. And the words of these hymns, Blessed Assurance and all the others, are such a blessing. You know, we can can have illnesses. We can have accidents. We can have injuries. And we have to leave them in God's hands and, and ask Him to help us to overcome them. One of Paul's dear friends and fellow servants was a man named Epaphroditus. And he got sick one day. And Paul said it was even close to death. And he says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 27, he says, For he indeed was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. It says he was close to death, but God did not allow him to die. He used the sickness for the glory of God. I remember when the Lord Jesus Christ was called to go to Lazarus because Lazarus was sick. And he waited a little longer before he went there because he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. And he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. And how many times have we looked back in our lives and we've seen that God has given us victories through those things that we have gone through physical obstacles, physical challenges. There's a story of some pretty famous people I'd like to mention this morning, and one of them is a man named Johnny Fulton. He was run over by a car at the age of three. He suffered crushed hips, broken ribs, a fractured skull, and compound fractures in his legs. It did not even look like he would live. And yet, he wouldn't give up. He wouldn't quit. And in fact, later on in his life, he ran the half mile in under two minutes. Here was a person that was so broken, and yet he kept going. Another is a story told of a man who was totally paralyzed. His name was Walt Davis. He had polio when he was just nine years old, but he did not give up, and he became the Olympic high jump champion in 1952. And then I love this story for you baseball lovers. Baseball is just starting up, just a brand new season this year. Lou Gehrig was such a clumsy ball player that the boys in the neighborhood would not let him play on their team. Imagine that. But he was committed. He did not give up. And he eventually entered into the Hall of Fame as what? A baseball player for the New York Yankees. God helped him to overcome that obstacle. And then this is a great one, too. You'll recognize the name. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson could not read until he was 10 years old. That's a long time to go without that. But he was a committed person and didn't give up, and later on became the 28th president of the United States. So many people want to quit. They want to give up. They want to let their obstacle. Keep them from achieving what God wants. I love the fact that when you read the book of Revelation, you're going to read about seven churches, right? In the chapters 2 and 3, go home and read it. We don't have time to review it this morning or mention the verses, but go home and read it, and you'll find at the end of each section, it says, to him who overcomes. And it gives a blessing to the one who overcomes. And when we get to the judgment seat of Christ, The Lord is going to give us a blessing. He's going to give us a reward for what we do for Him. And one of the things that we do for Him is to overcome the obstacles that were there in front of us. And we pressed on until the finish line. Many great athletes face injuries in their careers that sometimes threaten that they'll never play again. And it's not just the money involved. It's the fact that they want to play the game they love. And there's a player who plays uh, point guard for the Portland Trailblazers by the name of Damian uh, Lillard. And he's from Oakland. And he suffered such great injuries in college, it never looked like he was going to make it at all. He would be on the sidelines while his teammates were playing. He wished he could play. There's a TV commercial. You may have even seen it on TV. He overcome it, came it, and he even mentions it, I had to overcome the obstacles. And that's what we have to do in life. Otherwise, as we said, the obstacles will overcome us. So there are spiritual obstacles we have to overcome, and there are physical obstacles we have to overcome, and thirdly, there are emotional and mental obstacles that we have to overcome. Sometimes I think the emotional ones and the mental ones are even more challenging than the physical ones. It's like that old adage that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Did you ever know how fictitious that is? Because, yes, you can get wounded and it does hurt, but the inner hurts, the hurts of the heart, those are worse. They really are, and they last much longer than the physical injury. Our brother, uh, Rudy, Dr. Rudy, you can probably tell us that, right? People affected by emotional traumas end up having them for a longer period of time in a more severe way than just they would with the physical. And that was true of Job. Job, as we mentioned, with the trials he went through, he wished he had perished before he was even born, it said in Job chapter 3 and verse 3. May the day perish on which I was born, and the night in which it was said a male child is conceived. Can you imagine how discouraged Job was? But he didn't quit. He didn't give up. And God, in the end, gave him back more than he had before all the trials he went through. Elijah, one of the greatest prophets, one of the greatest men of God, got to the point of such despair that he wanted God to take his life. It says in 1 Kings 19 and verse 4, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. Now this is broom without the E, Ed. Without the E, okay. This is under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might not die and said, It is enough, Lord. Now let take my life for I am no better than my father. You know, sometimes we do that, don't we? When we're going through the difficulty, when we're facing the obstacle, we say, Lord, it's enough. It's enough. I've gone through enough. I can't take it anymore. It's too heavy. This is beyond what I can handle. But God never gives us anything more than we can handle with His grace, with His help. He gives us that grace. Even the great Apostle Paul mentions in 2 Corinthians 2, 1 and 8 how he and his brethren suffered so much in Asia. It says, For we did not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble." which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. If Job went through that, if Elijah went through that, if the great apostle Paul went through those things, how much more do we go through them too? And God allows these obstacles to train us, to teach us, Because before you can send a soldier into battle, what do you have to send them to? Basic training. And right now, we as Christians are going through basic training. We're going through it, and it's hard. But we're going to get through it, and we're going to be trained soldiers to serve in the Lord's army. Yes, emotional and mental pain can be so debilitating. Fear, worry, stress, pressure... Doubt They can weigh on our hearts so much. They can cause you to pace the floor, miss sleep, miss work, have to go into the doctor. All kinds of things can happen. In Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 25, it says, Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. We as Christians can go through the same things that the unsafe go through, but the difference is this. We have the Lord with us, and he will take us through it, and we have his power on our side. Many saints over the years have gone through discouragement, depression, loneliness, and other maladies to only find that the Lord has restored them to full usefulness to the master. I love this story of a minister of the gospel In the 18th century, his name was Luke Cock, C-O-C-K, and he was very depressed by, by his own spiritual life and was told by the devil, there will never be another minister in such a state of mind as you. It's you. It's your fault. It's what you're going through. Nobody else is going through this. Look what God has done to you. So the devil is really working on overtime on him. So after this, he goes to visit his friend and colleague and praise God for a dear brother, John Richardson, who was also a noted minister. And when he asked him how he was, Richardson replied, well, as to the body, very well. As to the pocketbook, very comfortable. But if you mean as to the best things, I was never worse. At that, cock threw up his hat and shouted, the devil's a liar! And I was a fool to believe him. And he went home rejoicing. Because the devil wants to make you think that you're the only one. You're the only one going through that. The only one that has trouble with that. The only one that sin is affecting. And and he's a liar. He is a liar of liars. The father of lies. And the devil can never win. So let's remember today that God wants us to give us the grace and the victory to overcome our obstacles, whether they be spiritual, whether they be physical, or whether they be emotional or mental. David faced his Goliath and took him down. And we have to do the same thing as well. And we have to do it by faith in him, because if we try to overcome that obstacle ourselves, we're going to get frustrated. We're not going to be able to do it. But with God's help and power, we can do it. And he can give us the victory. As he says in his word, not by might nor by strength, but by my power, says the Lord. The harder the obstacle, the more difficult, the more glory goes to the Lord when he gives us that overcoming power to achieve it. I love that hymn, where it's what a friend we have in Jesus, because one of the lines of that song says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. May the Lord help us to overcome our obstacles and not allow our obstacles to overcome us. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we pray for your help. So many times when we face these obstacles, they're difficult, they're hard, they're painful. We don't know how we're going to get through them. But you give us the grace to overcome. You give us the faith that overcomes the world. And we pray, Lord, that whatever obstacles we're facing today, we will trust you for that. There may be losses, there may be crosses, there may be thorns, and there may be uh, things that we have to go through and storms and things like this. But help us, Lord, to face them, to overcome them, to not allow them to keep us from serving you. Help us to be diligent and faithful all the way to the end, Lord, And then when we do that, we will win those crowns. And so we thank you and praise you today and pray you'll dismiss us with your blessing in Jesus' precious name. Amen.